You found it! A Scoop of Life is a podcast produced by Square One World Media and features Cheryl Coop as host and storyteller. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast called A Scoop of Life. My name is Cheryl Coop, and I'm thankful that you have taken time to listen. This podcast is a mix of one of my personal stories, sometimes a funny one and sometimes a more serious one, together with music from Canadian musicians, and then concludes with a brief spiritual insight. I hope that as you listen, you not only enjoy it, but sense God's deep love for you and how your story can intersect with his. And now, enjoy the show. The title of this episode is International Crisis. Who knew how connected the world was in relation to one's health? My class at university was exceptionally large. It was the first year that this master's level course was being offered, and obviously there was a real need for it, as the number of students was well over 400. As the class came to a close one day, I arranged getting notes of the next few classes from some fellow students, as I was going to be leading a short-term mission team to Guatemala, and as a result would miss some classes. Thankfully, my fellow students were gracious and offered to provide notes to me upon my return. I headed home to prepare for the upcoming trip, and while packing that evening began to feel unwell. Thinking that I was just tired from all the busyness of full-time ministry work, taking classes, and now preparing for a trip to Guatemala, I headed to bed early. The next day, not only was I not feeling well, but my skin had a rash that was somewhat itchy. Since I was heading to Guatemala in a week, I called my doctor to book an appointment. None were available until three days later. So I accepted that appointment time and headed to my office to get some prep done for the trip. As the day wore on, my energy level dropped rapidly and the rash spread over more and more of my body. I headed home, crawled into bed and thought that whatever was going on could be cured with some sleep. Several hours later, I woke up feeling somewhat refreshed, but still covered in what was becoming quite an itchy rash. The next day, I managed to get myself to the Youth Penal Institution, where the weekly church service I led was scheduled to take place. Upon leaving, several of the teens and staff asked what was happening to me, for my skin did not look right to them. With embarrassment, I mentioned that it was some kind of allergic reaction, and that the next day my doctor was going to have a look at it. The doctor appointment could not have come soon enough, as the rash had grown to cover my entire body, and the time to leave for Guatemala was just around the corner. The doctor felt it was an allergic reaction, prescribed some steroids for me, and wished me an excellent time in Guatemala. I left their office feeling horrible, but grateful for some medication that hopefully would help me feel better. With steroids in hand and all tasks completed, three days later, I and my team were off to Guatemala. Even though I wasn't feeling the best, my team assured me they would help out in any way so that I could pay attention to getting better. It was so reassuring to have such a kind and compassionate team with me. As we met at the airport before departure, the team and all who came to send us off prayed over us, and especially for me that my health would return. 
Then we were off to Guatemala for the next 16 days. Those prayers were answered, and as I steadily improved health-wise on the trip, and within a few days of arriving was able to fully be involved in all aspects of the project there. However, upon returning home, a strange thing happened on our flight. I was asked to identify myself to a flight attendant. I did and then was informed that I was part of an international health crisis. What? How could that be? What did that mean? The flight attendant informed me that upon arrival in Canada, I would need to identify myself to the customs agent so that it would be determined whether or not I had to be quarantined. What? Why? Then the flight attendant informed me that I had been diagnosed with rubella, or measles, and was putting pregnant women and vulnerable people at risk, not only on the flight, but anywhere that I had recently traveled. Rubella? Measles? What? I was told I had an allergic reaction, had taken my steroids, and now felt better. Then I remembered that several blood tests had been done at my doctor's appointment. And obviously, the results of those showed my allergic reaction was actually rubella, or measles. However, I was confused, as I'd had measles as a child, and was sure that somewhere along the line I also had received immunization against it. Well, this certainly added an interesting dimension to the trip. Now I was a health risk and at an international level. Who knew I could create so much trouble while away from home? So upon arrival in Canada, it was determined that I was no longer contagious and did not have to be quarantined. However, I was advised that I needed to see my healthcare provider as soon as possible to discuss what had happened. Well, Upon arriving at home, the international health crisis unfolded to a greater extent. My housemates informed me that numerous documents had arrived by courier for me, all marked urgent. Then public health officials had arrived at my home looking for me, and when my poor housemates could not provide a contact for me in Guatemala, this was in the day before cell phones and the internet, apparently trying to track me down began. The fear was that since I was taking flights and spending time in parts unknown with a severe case of rubella, not only was I at risk, but I was putting thousands of others at risk as well. It felt horrible to know that I had been putting so many at risk without any knowledge or intention of doing so. My heart was burdened with the potential harm that existed, not only for those along my journey, but also the many young people I had been with before my trip when running the church service in the penal institution. How did this all happen? It seems that in my very large university class, a fellow student had rubella, infected the majority of us, and since there were over 200 people who had contracted the virus, public health had put together a team to try and contain the outbreak. Unfortunately, I had made their job very difficult, as I had left the country and no one was able to contact me until my return. To this day, I have no idea if my infection caused illness for others. So upon learning about what I may have inflicted on others, I, together with family and friends, prayed that God would protect those I had come in contact with. Living with the unknown was difficult at times, and so I would pray that God would care for those who I had been with during the time I was contagious, as well as take away the burden of the unknown for me. 
The song, I'll Be There by Cassie Tires, was chosen as it speaks of how God is present at all times with us. And it is a reminder that he is with those we care about as well. This was the reassurance I needed when praying for those possibly afflicted by my illness. Cassie Tires is a musician from Northern Ontario and continues to use her music in all kinds of ministries. She was once an intern with our beautiful, unique girl ministry here at Square One World Media. I'll be there when you're feeling lonely Take my hand when your soul is longing I'll whisper truth when you're feeling hopeless When all feels wrong How do you tell people around the world about Jesus? When our Russian ministry began in the 90s, no one could have imagined that people would soon have instant internet access to TV and radio. Our Russian ministry partners say, Today we get a response from uh, more than 90 countries all around the world. I'm just so happy that God has gave us this vision long beforehand that we are able to be there where kids are. To help us spread the gospel, visit squareoneworldmedia.com. I suspect that you never imagined that I could be at the center of an international health crisis. Well, neither did I. What a surprise to come home to. In hindsight, some of this story almost gets me laughing at the absurdity of it all. Yet both having 
rubella, and then traveling as much as I did while contagious with it was no laughing matter. There are many things I learned through this experience. However, the part of the experience where I had no control over who I hurt with my illness is still at times difficult to reconcile. God throughout the Bible reminds us that we are not in control of our lives. He is. God also reminds us that he is with us, and whether life is going well or not, we do best to lean into him and trust him. Often easier said than done, I find. However, when we do lean into him and trust him, so much about our lives does not need to overwhelm us or be a burden for us to carry. Here are some verses from the Bible that remind us of this. They are found in the book of Matthew, chapter 11, verses 28 to 30, and read like this from the New Living Translation. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. And in the message version of the Bible, these verses read like this. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. What burdens are you carrying needlessly? Maybe you and I need to read these verses over and over again, if that is the case for us. Thanks for listening, and I hope you will let me know not only what you think of the show, but also something that may have resonated with you, made you laugh, or encouraged you. You can contact me via the website www.ascoopoflife.com or on Facebook or Instagram under A Scoop of Life. However, let me spell that for you because you may think S-C-O-O-P like an ice cream, but it is www.askoopoflife.com like in my nickname, Scoop. I would love to hear from you. My team here at Square One World Media and I enjoyed producing this episode, and I hope you will come back and listen to more episodes as they are loaded on www.ascoopoflife.com. Mm-hmm.